0: Welcome to the Western New York Entrepreneur Podcast. Helping Western New York entrepreneurs take the next step in their business. If you love Western New York and entrepreneurship, this is the
1: podcast for you. Whether you have been in business for 20 years or 20 minutes, there is something for everyone. David Schaub interviews the top
0: entrepreneurs in Western New York so you can take your next step in your own business.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Western Entrepreneur, where we help entrepreneurs take the next step in their own business. And today we have an awesome lady entrepreneur that is right here in good old Western New York. Uh, We have Therese Fortin Barnes. Um, She's been an event planner for for really the better half of the last 20 years. And she's a really awesome story. She's worked with people like Jim Kelly with with their events and nonprofits and charities. She's worked with Zach Bogosian of the Sabres. She's worked with Ryan Miller from the Sabres and countless other people like you know the Buffalo Bills organizations, the Buffalo Sabres organization. So we have a really cool interview today. And I'm so excited to interview T. Everybody that knows Therese calls her T. So <laughs> we're excited to work with you. So thanks so much for being with us today, Therese.
0: You are welcome. Great to be here.
1: Yeah. And I literally want to say so many things about Therese right off the bat of how many you know great things she's done, things she's accomplished. And Um, But I'm going to save that for her because she knows her story way better than I could. And um, so for Therese, or I'm going to keep calling you T from now on, if that's okay with you.
0: That is totally fine.
1: Awesome. So T, for our audience that doesn't know who you are, can you tell us like your journey, what you have done, or, you know, where your expertise lies and just whatever you want to tell us about yourself?
0: I am uh, from Buffalo, originally born and raised in the Elmwood Village area, three older sisters, one younger brother and went to Ithaca College I was always ha- I always had interest in having my own little businesses even growing up my mother said you were meant to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and I think it was because I had three older sisters who bugged me and I just wanted to go off and do my own thing but in college I started with a fruit and nut stand in downtown Buffalo across from m and Bank during the concert series and sold fruit and nuts And I was very into healthy eating. And when I went to college, I went to open up a health food store at Ithaca College. And when I graduated from Ithaca, I started my journey into what led me into a 35 year event planning business uh, here in Buffalo. I planned over 600 events. And as you mentioned, Jim Kelly, Zach Wigosian, Ryan Miller. I've worked with the Bill Sabres, Bison's, um, every, probably almost every business from rich products to charities to weddings I've done before to big weddings. Actually, Jim Kelly's was my first wedding I ever have done. And now I've done probably about 50 of them, but it's been a long, great venture. And it, um, as you said, with Ryan Miller and Uh, Jim Kelly Jim when Jim first I got out of college and my I was working for a company called events unlimited for about a year and I got laid off but I had a couple clients and uh, one of them was Thursday in the park that everybody knows as Thursday at canal side now but for the first 10 years I coordinated that with Buffalo Place in downtown Buffalo and from there Uh, what what had happened is I got laid off. And when I got laid off, the company uh, said, or Buffalo Place, who was running the festival said, well, can you still work for us? And I said, sure. And then another client said, well, can you still work for us? And I said, sure. And so all of a sudden, I had my own little business on my hand. Um, My dad, thankfully, as a lawyer in the house said, "You, you have to create your own business. So I was an entrepreneur from that point on with my own event planning business and found my way through uh, doing these events for, for so many different people. And it was a great time to be in the industry because really back in 1985, 86, the event industry just began. And there was no computers and we had to figure out our own way to plan all these events. It was quite interesting on how it all transpired. But Jim Kelly, interesting story there. It was in the paper when he was coming to Buffalo that his agent, Roger Trevino, out of Houston was quoted in the paper saying that Jim wanted to plan an event or events or a golf tournament in Buffalo when he came up here. So I wrote a letter, literally wrote a letter because there was no email or no cell phones. And I wrote a letter to his agent and he uh, called me on a house line not a cell phone line yeah so uh he called and we met and from that day on i was helping him with his golf tournament which is still in existence today it's and it's 34th year i think we're in our 34th year yep um which has been postponed but and uh so from there i helped him with his super bowl parties and i helped him with his retirement and then i did his wedding and Anything he's ever needed me to help with, I've done his, his camp in the summertime. So that led me into so many different avenues to uh, get more clients, and it was wonderful. So it was really reaching out. You know, I went outside of my comfort zone and reached out to this guy and really just said, I want to do this, and I did it. And I, it was part of just not being scared to take a step forward
1: no that's so good and wow that was that that was an awesome lightning first round t and uh so one thing that's that has been painfully obvious to me so far by listening to you is that when you really just go for what you know really just bear yourself in in what you do and what you love especially in in business even if you don't own a business yet what you did in the very beginning um good things come your way and i think that when you have talent and when you have passion for things and when you're good at things and you put your heart in them Really, the great things just find you, and I think that's so so, so true. So, for our, our listeners out there, you know, for those that aren't, aren't where they want to be, at maybe you're working at a business or for a business right now, and you want to do your own thing. If you really put your heart and soul, and you really give to your employer now, if you really just pour into what you have now, I'm telling you right now, good things will come your way, just like they have for T. And she worked really hard for what she has. Um, you have quite some acolytes there, T. <laughs> um, so the well, first thing I wrote down is a fruit and nut stand. I know you were know, <laughs> a little bit of a health nut. No, no pun intended. Um, but what, but what made you do that? Like, you know, I'm going to start a fruit and nut stand. Like what made you like, cause that's, that's an entrepreneurial spirit right there. I want to know what, what, like, I'm going to go to the Sabres game and sell fruits and nuts. Like what really spawned that?
0: Well, there was only hot dogs being offered in downtown Buffalo and, my dad knew how I was really into healthy eating I had a I was t- well he knew I wanted to open up a health food store and I was studying abroad over in London that fall semester and I needed to earn some good money and my dad who worked at main place mall at the time said why don't we get you a cart they have one we could rent it and what about you doing a fruit and nut stand so I have to give my dad a lot of credit but he, you know, he was great. He made me do all the work. I did everything, of course. He didn't do anything because so I had to cut fruit up, and at, you know, it's four or five o'clock in the morning. I had to put the nuts together, and I had fruit cups, and then I get all this business, and then I had these repeat people. So it was so enlightening to see. You put a little time and effort into something, you're going to get rewarded. And if you do it in something that you really love, you are going to see the benefits from it, no matter what. So
1: yeah so i think that's really cool because most parents i feel like say go do the safe thing go get a job go work for a corporation go do this it seems like your dad played a big role in your early years not in terms of doing anything for you or giving you anything but more of like giving you the green light like hey you should go for this or hey you should like yeah like, almost like not risk it like i feel like most people are like oh my god i can't throw my daughter in a crowd of 20,000 people what if someone did this or did that like i feel like your dad was a really cool dude. <laughs> yeah, he was. He,
0: he definitely was. My mother was the one that was the health nut, which instilled that, but he was the one that really helped uh, push us along in, in that type of way as well.
1: I think that's so cool because it seems like your dad was way ahead of his time there because, you know, I feel like now parents a little bit more, you know, now that, you know, I guess you would say generation X, you know, kind of becoming parents now, you, you know, now they're like, hey, go for your goals, go for it. You don't have to be safe. And, um, I feel like your dad was like a way ahead of the curve and I think that's so cool and I'm not gonna lie I wish my uh you know I love my parents but I wish they would have you know pushed me a little earlier versus hey go to college versus I didn't even want to go to college I just wanted to you know do something different everybody was kind of going left I kind of wanted to go right so kudos to your dad for for raising such an awesome entrepreneur and telling you to go for it um, thank you I think it's awesome so um, a couple of questions I write down write down, and I know you have some some questions you broke down as well, but for the for, for first time event holders, I know this is so general because there's a billion different events you know t but for first time event holders like hey, I want to hold an event like let's say it's more than fifty people let's say it's a hundred people you know what what advice do you think they should know or things they should know before they hold their first I'd say you know uh, you know smaller you know fifty to a hundred person event what do you think
0: well, first of all it's there's having the internet, it's so much easier to plan an event. And it's also much more complicated too, because there's so much out there and so much to learn of how to plan an event. But the, if you're planning an event, let's just say a wedding in uh, Buffalo, and you need to uh, find a location, which is the number one thing you need to do is find that location. And then you need to secure the location and then go down the laundry list of things that you have to also, um, put, put into um, action such as entertainment, food, and all the, I mean, there's, it's just a laundry whole list. The most important thing is you have to be organized and you have to uh, follow through. And I'm, I'm one that, I don't. I'd never assume anything. Oh, oh, they're gonna meet me there tomorrow at four. Don't ever assume somebody's gonna meet you. Always follow up. So I'm always following up. The day before, the day of, is our meeting still on? I can't tell you the amount of times I've um, that has saved my uh, butt. <laughs> yeah so I'm very i mean I like to cross my eyes and dot my T or dot my eyes and cross my T's all the time, and anytime I've ever had anybody work for me or an intern, I am constantly drilling that into them. Never assume anything, so
1: is that how you got your nickname T cross your T's or no yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> No
0: nickname is from T
1: okay. And so one more question, then we're going to dive in some other ones. Um, so for our veterans that have held a, you know, a couple events here and there, um, but maybe they don't feel like it's growing as big as they want to, any advice? I know it's really tough to because, you know, there's so many general ideas here. It's hard to be specific, but do the best you can with what we have here. Um, how, you know, how can they take it to the next level? Like any any advice there that's coming off the top of your head?
0: So I get asked that a lot, and I love helping people grow in some way and you know we want every charity to make more money uh that they possibly can every year uh there's so many i mean to 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 kind of generalize it is kind of hard mm-hmm. i help a, a couple different charities help them to grow and i'm part of the greater Buffalo sports hall of fame and i every year i've been helping that I'll use that as an example. Well, I, When I really came in, I, I don't even know, 20, 25 years ago as a board member, I wanted it to grow and be bigger and better. And I, I have one thing that I say a lot with events. And when you're planning an event, you always want to touch on all five senses at all times. So you always want it to look good, uh, sound good, uh, smell good, taste good, and... The fifth sense is feel good. And um, so if you focus on all of those things, so when I come in, I'm all about not just having an event and having people show up. I'm all about when people get to that front door, have greeters there. I have cheerleaders from different colleges in Buffalo that are at the door with the different mascots from all the universities, because all these universities you, UB, Buff State, Canisius, Damon, you name it. They have mascots and they have a lot of people in the Hall of Fame already. So we have those mascots and the cheerleaders at the door setting the tone the second the people get into this space. And it makes people feel happy and welcome. And we have a red carpet. and we, So I'm all about making sure that the guests at any event I've ever done is, is, feels like they are a VIP when they're walking into that event the second that they arrive.
1: Hey, really quick, I just want you to know about the next big thing that we're doing with the Westerner Entrepreneur. We're doing a seven-day challenge for newer entrepreneurs. So what? maybe you're an entrepreneur that's only been in business for a year or two, but you feel like you just maybe have not gotten a hold of this business owner thing yet. Or maybe you have a side hustle that you wanna create full-time, but you're just really nervous about it. You're not sure how to do it or some things you're confused about. Or maybe you've never been an entrepreneur ever, but you wanna be. You're just not sure how to do it. This seven day challenge is for you. We're going to go over a video every single day in a Facebook group where we're actually going to teach you how to be an entrepreneur really, the foundation that you need to be an entrepreneur. It's a seven day challenge, it's only $7. That's a dollar a day to really learn how to be an entrepreneur right here in Western New York. So make sure you're checking out our social media pages, you're subscribing to our email list, or just following us on every channel. Uh, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Make sure you follow so you'll be the first to know when this challenge comes out. I'm so excited to unravel this, and uh, back to your podcast. That That is so smart, and I think that you kind of hit the hammer on the head here, T, that if, 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 if that's not growing after a couple of years, it's probably the experience. It's not, it's not where, you know, obviously it's not where it should be, and you brought up so many good points. I'm not going to you know, iterate on because you already made them. And I hope people are taking notes on this so far. Um, so I, another question I have here is, um, you know, you, you've been an event planner, you know, for, for over 35 years, planning events for Jim Kelly, Ryan Miller, Rich Products, Ingram Micro, the, the Community Foundation, Friendship Festival, Curtain Up, Thursday in the Park, or Thursday in the Square, as I would call it, uh, the Buffalo Bills, and so many other corporations and charities in Western New York you created a niche for yourself. And how did you go about becoming an events like a premier event planner in the area, do you think?
0: Well, I really, I give I give back a lot too. So mm-hmm. I always am, again, I, I touched on this, but I'm always volunteering. So I'm always giving more to other organizations as well. So I'm constantly doing that. That's number one. There, the number, the, another one is I signed up not signed up. I joined different business groups. So you always want to be networking, right? You always want to be getting your name out there, introducing yourself to people, being around people that are making some of these decisions. I would volunteer for the city of Buffalo. I got to know the city quite well, um, and from and then there was an event group there when I was in uh, my premier or written you know my first 10 years of planning there was a, a um, organization called the buffalo events network we met once a month so networking again getting to know people and getting your uh, face and name out there so i mean even to this day i volunteer i volunteer for different organizations just to help them and to be there for them and my high school narda and i give back a lot to them my college i do too i um, i help them with events jim kelly's organization i donate my time to his organization as well so that is my um and i think that anybody in any business or and that's my belief that should be giving back to um different organizations no matter what if you're trying to network or not i just think it's a good practice
1: yeah and i think that's so good to you because i know he touched up a lot of that before but i want to make sure that we're not missing anything um because you've, you've done so well networking and know and it seems like since you do such a great job word of mouth is so huge so in my opinion whether it's a business or events in this case or other business which i know you have another business we're going to talk about that in a moment here um but you've just done so well in everything you've done that's really this kind of like a, a brick wall like you know building one brick at a time it's really now it's you know it didn't start that way it just built one little piece at a time one brick at a time one brick at a time now you have a big wall and people go wow how did she do so great working with all these great events and people and organizations, it's just a testament of how you've done it over time and and doing things the right way. Um, But anyways, now in 2020, the event planning industry, as we all know, has taken a huge hit because of COVID-19, there's not too many events, obviously in person, maybe some virtually, but that's obviously taken a huge hit. So you have pivoted into another industry in the health and wellness world. So pivoting pivoting during this during this time maybe um, be crucial to any business staying afloat. So how did you kind of pivot into the the health and wellness world and how did you do that?
0: So so I started Green Living Gurus and uh, I really started this business many years ago. I'd always help people uh, live a healthier life and get toxic chemicals out of their homes, out of their diet and I've always been wanting to do that since I went to college, since I had the fruit and nuts dance, since I graduated, but it was just a back burner thing that I've done for years. And I actually decided in 2020 before COVID-19 to try to take this business to a different degree and different level. I'm in the middle of being uh, certified as a wellness coach. So on the side, I was doing that. So come... COVID-19 I realized what was happening the event industry was going to take a huge hit as it as it already has and all my events have been pushed off to 2021 and so I have this huge opportunity here in front of me to say okay I can really focus on this love that I have of wellness how can I take what I've done in the past with events take the wellness industry and pivoted into something new. So what I've done and in the process of doing is, sorry, that's my dog, um, is taking uh, my Green Living Gurus and creating an online course to help people because everything's online now, as you very well know, and online learning is such a huge industry. So I'm taking my event experience also and doing online events. So. Right now actually I started today actually it is a two-week uh detox i just i'm sick of drinking and eating for two and a half months right so i have this this online um detox program i'm doing with people and so and and i have other things that i i'm doing you know i'm doing an outdoor yoga class on saturday they're little events and I, i expect bigger events to come out of this down the road but i'm really taking the opportunity and time to really grow my green living gurus business and applying my event experience into it as well so it's been quite fun and i'm having a lot of fun doing it too and who knows where it'll go from here so now i'm an online you know event planning and wellness uh industry
1: yeah so you've done you've done really well pivoting and it seems that you just kind of go with your passions and what you feel like you've been called to do which it's it's tough to do because a lot of times there's uncertainty with things. And um, one thing I, I was thinking is it seems like you. So do you plan on doing any events with with your um with your, not your with your wellness business at all, T? I just want to ask that question real quick.
0: Well, I've always had a dream of doing some type of big wellness event here in Western New York because we mm-hmm. we have some small ones, and uh, Newell Nussbaumer has started one that I think it's called the Flutterby. I haven't attended it yet because I've been out of town. But, and then there's some other small ones, but there's some big ones that I've attended in other cities. And every time I've gone there, I kept thinking, oh, I want to do this in Buffalo. So in the back of my head, yes. Uh, right now, probably not because of everything that's happening. So, but in the future, definitely, I plan on taking that whole, to a whole nother level. Also, on that same note, uh, Mayor Byron Brown, who is a friend of mine, since the World University Games, if anybody ever remembers those from the 1980s, when he was right out of UB, he and I became friends, while well, he and I have been talking recently, and he, he's been uh, very interested in my green living gurus and has connected me with the city of Buffalo, and actually I have a Zoom call with them tomorrow, the head of their recycling program, so we're going to partner on something. and. I love what they're doing, they love what I'm doing, and we're gonna try to see what we can brainstorm about for the city of Buffalo, and what can we create for the city of Buffalo, whether it's an event, maybe it's an event online, maybe it's a webinar, we don't know yet, but something will come from that as well.
1: No, that's so cool, and clearly you have a lot of things going on. Um, Any advice for entrepreneurs that are listening um, that wanna combine their passions with an event? Um, I know we kind of asked about first-time event people, but anything that you think you should touch on, if not, you can totally say no, but any advice for people that want to combine their passions with events? Maybe it's health, maybe it's fitness, maybe it's cleaning, maybe it's, I don't know, it could be furniture for all we know.
0: Well, yeah, you know what? I would say what I've learned a lot over the last, I'd say six months and specifically over the last three years, go online and start looking at the online business models and industries out there. There are so many people teaching how to create your own online business, whether it's in health and wellness, whether it's knitting, whether it's uh, teaching guitar lessons, um, voice lessons. That is the online industry of doing anything with your passion. And then potentially, like I just saw a woman that I follow now every morning at 7.30 she does yoga and she has followers and she's going to pivot into turning that into a business for herself, but she is taking donations for her yoga classes every morning that people can send, um, uh, money over PayPal or Zelly or whatever. And so it, you know, just, I think the online industry is the biggest, uh, asset to any entrepreneur right now. So I would definitely look at that. I took probably, I want to say at least 10 free courses from 10 different people that were teaching about the online industry and setting up, setting up your own business. And then you can join one of them and pay one of them for further, uh, further consulting, which is actually what I am doing. Mm -hmm. And it's been an eye opener to me. I mean, I, I, it's, it's, Definitely something I would look into if I were starting out.
1: Oh, that's that's so good. And again, you're constantly learning. It's so, it's so obvious to me when you, so it's so funny you say that because I'm actually pivoting into that as well. Well, where I actually have more time on our hands, you know, my publishing business, there's not too much of that going on right now, but um, we're actually doing online courses for the Western Entrepreneur for, we're actually, our first focus is new entrepreneurs, brand new entrepreneurs that have never started the business, or they're really green in their business in terms of they just started. Um, and we're gonna do a, a, a seven day challenge. It's gonna be $7 for a seven day challenge, a dollar a day and you get to learn. And we're, get, we're actually um, launching that in the next upcoming weeks here. So um, you and I are such at the same page, but in a different way. Uh, a couple other questions I wrote down here. Um, we're actually, before this epidemic hit, we were planning on doing a large 200 person entrepreneur event in Western New York, where we have 200 entrepreneurs. Um, doing, you know, coming to this event physically where we have big name speakers, you know, that don't need the audience. The audience more more needs them. And we're gonna do, you know, a free open bar, some food. It's gonna be like 200 bucks to go. But you get to network with 200 business owners, entrepreneurs. In West New York, we're only gonna have like five or seven of each category. So it's a nice mixed batch. We're not gonna have like 25 real estate agents, 25 financial advisors, 25 CPAs. It's gonna be five or seven of each. But that being said, You know, Some people are like, well, maybe you should start small and just do little ones. So I did like 40-person events for four or five five months. But my question is to you is this. Do you think you should just go big or do you think you should start just doing small ones right off the bat? Like what would you do if that was you knowing the little information that you know?
0: Well, it's all about being prepared. I mean, I've had people come to me before that have a great idea and they said, it, it, you know, we're sitting here in May, and they want to do it July 1st, and there's no possible way you can pull something off, so if you're not organized, and you haven't planned an event before, you better make sure that you're giving yourself enough time, and I've seen that a lot, and it, that's probably one of the reasons why some events fail, is because you can't pull something off so quick, and it's, it's a lot of work, and everybody thinks that an event it's not as much work as it is. And it's probably two to three times more the work than you ever think it is.
1: You would know. <laughs> I
0: would know. And you bully me. I pulled off some events where and it's, it's just, it was painful, but I did it. Um, my first event actually for Ryan Miller, I can't even tell you, he wanted to pull it off in two and a half months because we had to do it with his hockey schedule. Mm-hmm. And we did it somehow. And there was a snowstorm that night. On top of it, yeah, um, which oh, well, was well. which was fine. <laughs> it actually added to the the flavor of the event. But uh, that's probably making sure you really have everything organized. And the um, the one one rule of thumb usually with events, especially events fundraisers, is to make sure that event is fully paid for prior to it ever happening. So you need to raise those sponsorship dollars. If you know, gonna, that was
1: actually my next question, T. Okay. and I'm trying to cut you off. We only have a couple minutes left, so I okay. want to squeeze everything out of you that I can, if that's okay. all right. Um, so business sponsors. You know, we've got, we, we, you know, I, I did one, large, we did a 100-person virtual networking event uh, in April. It was a huge success. We sold out. We had, I, my goal was to get five business sponsors, and we did. But what's great is that I've built so many connections with business owners, so they, were, they know me, they trust me, so they, they were happy to do so. But you know, business sponsors are only a couple hundred dollars, you know what I mean, each. So, but how do you get bigger name sponsors? Like any any, uh, advice there, really quick?
0: So, let's go pre COVID 19 because right now (laughs) everything is changed. Okay. It's going to be, well, I mean, or we could look at it moving forward because. It's going to be a challenge right now. I'm in the middle of uh, the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. I, our sponsors are—I don't—we're—we're we're postponing, or we don't even know what we're doing yet because it's going to be a challenge for anybody. Now, the—you have to have a lot of price points, and you have to make sure you are uh, addressing their needs, mm-hmm. and. It all depends on the event, of course. Um, so it's, it's a, you know, I make sure when I do my sponsorship packages, I make sure I have something low, something medium, and then something high. You know, I'm hoping that we get the ones, the higher level packages. But if you're giving some really good benefits and you really have to think about what they need and want um, and ask them, Many times I'll go to someone and say, This is what I came up with. Is there anything else that you need that you oh, would that's like? So good. Would you like to see something else into get out of this? So
1: that's so good. And a lot of times we, we want to give them what we want to give, right? But it's like, well, what do they actually want? And Exactly. That is so good. See, you are dropping some gold right now. Um, but anyways. That's all the time we have. I have another question I want to ask, but I just, we don't have enough time. You know what? That's going to be off the record, <laughs> the questions okay. I have. Um, but you know, what? See, thanks so much for your time. Um, for those that really connect with you and would love to ask questions that we either ran out of time for, or we totally forgot to ask, what is the best, you know, we've had people give out their cell phone numbers, their email addresses. So if you don't want to, don't worry about it, but just in case you, you know, in case you need to know you're not the only one that would have done that by far, but what is the best way for someone to get a hold of you if they would love to ask any questions or just connect with you or maybe even use your services?
0: Well, I think going to my website, my main website, which is thereseforton.com, uh T H E R E S E F O R T O N.com. And on there, it has my events business. You can contact me through there. Green Living Gurus is on there as well, my wellness uh, and, um, business. Reader Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame is on there. You can see all the things that I'm involved in, but you can you can reach out to me by email. That's fine. Yeah.
1: Okay, hey, what's your email
0: Um, well, easy again, Tree Sports Gmail.com, it's fine. I have five emails, which is I hate, but I do. <laughs> yeah, why well, I do too.
1: You have to keep them organized. So uh, on my end the, the email cut out when you're talking so can you tell the email one more time because it cut out on my end
0: sure no problem it's ThereseFortin at gmail.com
1: awesome thanks as you guys know we're, we're we're zooming it out keeping our safe social distancing during COVID-19 and um, we appreciate you guys bearing with this year um, if the sound quality isn't the greatest for obvious reasons um, but T I appreciate your time uh, I thank you so much for I'm so thankful you reached out to me um, to do that. So if any entrepreneurs out there that are really just killing it right now, you guys are just doing great um, and you want to give some great advice on the show, by all means, please reach out. This means we'll get you on the show because I would say we don't accept uh, a lot of the people that reach out, but um, I'm glad we definitely accepted UT. We, I'm really, um, I just appreciate your time because I know you're very, very busy.
0: You're very welcome. It's my pleasure.
1: Hey, thanks so much.
0: If you loved listening to the Western New York Entrepreneurs Podcast and want more, subscribe to it and head on over to WNYEntrepreneur.com for articles, what's coming up
1: next, and to get involved. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.